This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You know, everybody wants a great morning cereal, especially, you know, when you think about morning cartoons and all that stuff, and we wanted it when we were kids, and we ate it when we were kids, and we know as adults, it was probably not the best thing for us, but you still have that, you know, that savory need for something sweet. Isn't that funny? Savory for something sweet. Um, I know what you mean. Uh, listen, it, there was a time we could get away with it. You're, sure. You, you got that childlike kid metabolism. You're burning mm-hmm. calories. You're running around. You need it. You want it. You get it. And then all of a sudden, it goes away. And I'm at the I'm at the place where I don't know where you are, Eugene, but I'm at the place now where I'm like, man, I, I don't even want to mess with the sugar and stuff. No. Like I can't even... It's not even like um, it's not even like I I'm I miss the sugar. I don't feel good eating that sugar right. anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I know this is just bad for me, and but I want a cereal. And you know what? Magic Spoon scratches that itch for me because there are zero sugar, eleven grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Can you believe that? Yeah, so you're getting you're getting that that break that sweet, crunchy breakfast sa- cereal vibe taste feeling, but you're not getting any of the crap or luggage that comes with it. And luggage yeah. means the uh, you know the weight around the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. You, you know. don't want that luggage, but you know what you do want is you do want to try a variety of their flavors because Magic Spoon does it and they do it great. Um, and you know what? Since so many people have asked, you can finally build your very own custom variety box. Yeah, you can choose the best-selling flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, plus brand new flavors like peanut butter and cinnamon. I mean, come on. I would never steer you away from a cocoa because that's my jam. And I know that Stanger has a love for the blueberry. I'm a blueberry fanatic. Didn't think I would be. Surprised me how much I liked it. I love it. And listen, with the deal that you get from us, you get a variety box. And people have been asking us a lot, How can I add what I want to the variety box? Or am I locked into what they offer? Baby, you can now. Yeah, you got that freedom. We want you guys to challenge your creativity and build the most ultimate uh, variety box yeah. Experiment with the new flavors, peanut butter and cinnamon. All, look, all these flavors, flavors, they taste too good to be true. The, the cereals, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So anything that you're trying to avoid, this cereal doesn't have it. So you can get whatever you want with it and have fun. So go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and build your own custom variety box and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code dumbbells at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and use the code dumbbells for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. This is the Dumbbells, the personal fitness podcast where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So please keep in mind, we're not doctors. Never claim to, to be. No, 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 just a couple of Dumbbells love ourselves some fitness. And want to help you with yours and the help can start right now. Now, here we Maybe. are. Um, Stanger and I are here and, uh, you know, we have a long conversation with our guest, 
for this week, uh, Gabe Hogan. Uh, and we talk mainly about um, injuries and recovery. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, if you are a Tacoma FD fan, hopefully you are. So hopefully you want to listen to this episode because two of us are on the show. And, uh, you know, we talk about what happened in season two. This was after he was already on this Dumbbells podcast, but uh, he had a bicep injury and we go through the whole thing. And if you watch Tacoma um, or if you watch that episode of Tacoma, I think it's the firefighters ball. I think you can see the moment that his bicep rolls up on his uh, arm and, and, and they they show it. I think they show the take um, in the Tacoma where you can see it actually happen. And I was sitting across from him and it was on his coverage and it was gruesome, but he talks about that um, on this uh, episode with us and uh, in all of his recovery. And it's awesome. He's a fun, wild Canadian and he's yeah. got a bunch of, it's, it's just good stories. So, yeah. I mean, whether you've had these injuries or not, it's just like fun showbiz sports stories injuries all that stuff and if you stare down the barrel of surgery that's a good one to listen to yeah absolutely so um have a listen without uh, further ado yeah our talk our talk with 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 the exceptional canadian and soon to be american citizen gabe hogan Guys, I'm becoming an american on february 11th whoa holy shit so perfect timing perfect timing yeah yeah i timed out i waited i was like hold on let's just see what happens let's see if the ship can get steady and uh you know she knows i was back in canada for a bit my yeah. family's still there for Bring a bit here now for every- the whole thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my asian me and eugene have the same agent now and she, she's like so are you staying there now in Canada? I'm like, no. She's like, I, I mean, I don't blame you. It's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, funny. I'm uh, I'm excited. February man. 11th. Uh, that's amazing, bud. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. It's good to Thanks, have you, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, eh? Whoa, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, right oh, on, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. no. Ted. Oh, no. Ted. No, you went through with it? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh man, that's so exciting! Yeah, so that's the oath ceremony. I've, I've already passed my civics test and done all that kind of stuff, and then this is the actual, uh, you know, ceremony where you where, where you, you pledge allegiance and and do all that kind of stuff. So of mm-hmm. course, usually um, before COVID, they time these out. They'd have like two a month or something like that, and you'd show up with like a thousand other people or something. And you get and you get one ceremony. of those graduation hats that you flip the thing <laughs> hey! up. <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but now because of COVID, it's sort of like a, uh, just one at a time. You kind of go into an office and I'm sure somebody's just sits there and reads it to you or, or I don't know what happens, but yeah, but it's one at a time. So that's cool. Yeah, man. Masks on American flag masks on. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Lone Ranger mask. That's exciting, dude. Yeah, dude. It is. It is. I feel I'm I'm excited about it, man. It's no uh, small feat, you know. It's not easy, man. It's it's, uh, not, it's not. It's it's, it's the it's fucking rigmarole. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like the you know, it's not like the last president didn't make it harder. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, and, and things were changing as like during my time that my application was being done and dealt with and everything too. Stuff was changing 
all the time. So all right? the stuff you had lined up could be rendered moot. Like it doesn't matter because they changed the terms and now you have, you need this, this, and this, or this criteria or whatever. Right. Or like yeah. when and, and how long, I mean, even now I think, and this isn't the new administration, but there was, uh, uh, um, pushing through trying to make the civics test a little harder. Right. Um, uh, and I think it used to be harder if I'm not mistaken. And then it got a little easier and it's still like, Tricky. I feel like I know more about American civics than probably both of you guys right now because it's 100%. just, you, know, you yeah. have to like, it's, it's crazy, right? Like the yeah. studying is like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm cramming. I'm like nervous and sweating. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, um, and, uh, uh, but now they've just changed it again. They've changed the questions and how they are, 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 uh, you know, put out and, and sort of organized and stuff too. And then, um, yeah, every little change sort of puts a bump in the road and then it slows things down and COVID and, and sort of all this other stuff. And when you talk to the people that work at these agencies, that's the funniest thing. They're like, we don't know. Like tomorrow we could get another thing saying, it's like, you know, it's like just assume yeah. that this is what we're doing now. But it's like, yeah, man. Fucking Fuck. intense, man. I feel yeah. like I've but seen awesome. some old footage of Arnold, like right before he was going to do that. And he's talking it's like Dick Cap, maybe not even that. I don't know. He's doing some interview and it's about where he's about to go in and take his test. And the guy just throws out some answer, like ask some question and Arnold doesn't know it. And it's <laughs> all awkward. Right. Of course, I've been studying day and night, yeah. learning everything about the United States and all these amazing things. And the yeah, guy's like, yeah. yeah, great. So like, who was the 16th president? I don't, I don't know. You know? Yeah, name one. Right. Yeah. It's really sweaty. I can't remember the specifics on it, but I remember thinking like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. This well, there's multiple I'd... answers to each question, right? And they have, so you know, it's it's uh, 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 like name one of the authors of the Declaration of Independence, right? And there's like right. six people or whatever. But I found that if you try to remember all six of them, you're, you're sort of dead in the water, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of different ones, and then there's amendments, and there's this, and yeah. so yeah, it was like I have one answer for each question, and you have to get six of ten correct, and they can be they're random, right? And right. I think it used to be that it was physically a person going, hmm, let me see, let me ask you this. Uh, there was a little bit of wiggle room where you could kind of go, yeah. oh, well, meh, meh. Right, and now right, right. They're, they're sitting at a at a at a tablet. You have a tablet, and they're like, boop, and the question comes up, and if you get it wrong, they're like, yeah. boop, and it's. So it's sort of, you know, yeah. it's either you, uh, it's no longer sort of like, it you, are you sure? It's not like, uh, you know, the weakest right. link when they're like, are you sure you don't want to go with A? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm, you're like, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold I, on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. A's your final answer, Gabe? <laughs> Gabriel? <laughs> Gabriel? I'm Gabe like, B-Earl? Gabe Wait, why is your B-Earl? voice going up at the end? Should I choose something? <laughs> Gabe B. Gabe Betsy B. Ross Real? <laughs> no, you're reading it wrong. I think, am I in the right room? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Um, yeah. Uh, is the is the uh, presidential fitness test part of the uh, the um, becoming an American citizen? Do you know what the presidential fitness? He test may not is? have had it. He didn't have to do it. I don't know what that is. We had something similar, I, I think, in Canada where it was like flexed arm hang, and there yeah, was like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the push ups and stuff. And what I my son did it here, I guess, because he's you know he's not American, but he will be. But he spent the you know majority of his life here in, here in the U.S. and everything, and they. Uh, what they don't have, I don't know if you guys had it, but do you remember the uh, the pegboard? Peg yeah, yeah, Dude. they have that. No, they don't do it here. But in Canada, we did that in uh, in uh, high school. 
Oh, Whoa. that's cool. And that we, is super challenging, man. That was that's, part of the like the fitness challenge. It was part of the fitness challenge test, yeah, where they sort of do all your thing and then they go, okay, so you're 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 here and this is here and stuff and. You know, rarely could people do it. It'd be like Ray, the skinny rocker, who was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Or but some actually, girl that you didn't realize was a gymnast her whole life. And then she's able to do 100 <laughs> right. pull-ups and then any of that freaky upper body strength. Right. Yeah, yeah. And her yeah. flexibility is yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an impressive test. The ones they have in the United States are they have uh, sit and reach. They have pull-up or flexed arm hang. They have mm-hmm. mile run. Right. And... That's it, right, Eugene? Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, it's not reflective of any president we've had recently. <laughs> nah. And still right. currently. <laughs> no, no way. Nah. Who was the last? No, right. Obama was in Obama. Shape. Yeah, no, no. I'll give you, yeah. that could have been an Obama challenge. It wasn't, couldn't have been anybody even before him. And W was just kind of young, but he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was like an athlete or anything. No, he, he wouldn't have. Baseball teams. I shape, doubt but, he would have been able to do a pull-up. Nah. Yeah. Not nah. Yeah. He had a hell of a donkey kick, apparently, though. Really- <laughs> <laughs> I get, I could see, I could see, like you know, Clinton being able to uh, climb over a fence because he's in a house he's not supposed to be in. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, anything that would like kind of support his horniness. He <laughs> yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he had to like sit and reach to get, you know, to get some ass, then maybe yeah. he could. But otherwise left to his own device is not happening no guys I, I look i look forward to joining in on jokes like that but until i get that passport in my hand i'm gonna say they're all great you know yeah yeah you're <laughs> not allowed to just, yeah 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 they're still, still, still you're danger. still wired yeah yeah your your computer is still tapped <laughs> Close, for uh, closely monitored <laughs> yeah wait till that fucking wait till it's all a still fish, an immigrant and then you That's can right. start to hammer it home well and then check my twitter no i'm just kidding how's your um how's your kind of um Hotel living. Well, you're not really hotel living. You're living at your house, but just kind of being away from the fam as we're shooting here. Yeah, it's it's okay, man. I mean, you were here in this yeah. little. You can see here I, the the uh, Inga does says don't call it a basement, but it's the lower part of our house that goes out into the backyard. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a basement. My, mm-hmm. Got my stuff going here. It's the lower. It's not. Yeah. It's not below grade though. So I guess technically it's not a basement, right? I oh, mean, got it. Um, uh, but it's, yeah, it's all right. It's, um, it takes some getting used to. I mean, being not working is tougher than sure working. Cause then you're sort of like, Oh, what do I do? Um, like my motorcycle is literally, I took half of it apart today cause I was going to do something. And now, you know, I'm just, it's just stuff like that. I'm like make work projects for, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, the kids aren't here, all that stuff. I mean, I can go, I could go to the gym and but i'm still like you know like even though you what do you mean you can go to the gym it's open well it's open because they out they have the uh an outside area um it's got astroturf there's heavy bags out there um there's some mats there's actually weight training equipment under like a little uh um uh awning sort of thing Mm -hmm. and then there's doors that go into the actual gym where the mats and you can roll and, and do all that sort of stuff in there but i uh you know, I'm still a little wary, right? Like, you know, yeah, I, I've been there once in a while, but you know, try to keep your distance. And some people just don't care at all. And yeah, I, you know, like you guys, I mean, I loved holding the pads and doing all that stuff, or just yeah, hitting the bag, which I could. You know, I find myself like I do. I have one of those uh, Bob dummies. You know, the the uh, 
uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, the like stand up, uh, like uh, it's just kind of a torso and a head. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but I can't. It's it's tough for me to get going or even have fun with that stuff. It's much more. Uh, I'm much more likely to do it, and it's more fun if it's someone else, right? I mean, yeah. Like, because just boxing. If it's all an actual that, human, you can beat up. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's just, <laughs> or so I roam the streets, you know, late at night and I, you know, I try to get stuff going, but there's well, not a lot of people fu- out there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fucking you know. quarantine. Nobody's out. I can't <laughs> yeah. start any yeah. fights to stay in yeah. shape. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> totally. Man. Yeah. So it is what it is. Fuck. Yeah. Because everybody in masks, you don't really know how hurt they are because the mask is out covering their face. Right. And I can't yeah. tell, are they smiling? Are they grimacing? Is it? Is it are, <laughs> yeah. Are they know? mad at me um, or they're just having fun fighting? Yeah. Because usually you just find people that are excited to fight you. Yeah, it has to be mutual. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, what about those masks that have a mouth on them? That those always kind of stress me out. Like my brain can't keep up with what's happening, especially when it's like a picture of their own face, bottom of their face. You mean where it's like they're part of their nose and part of their mouth? It's gross. Oh, it, yeah. it is. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen. I haven't seen like a photoed of the per- but they're like some kind of cartoon or like a giant oh, yeah. mouth smiling or something like it's still like scares me a little bit or something uh, eugene something who had who had one of those and i was like or maybe it wasn't with you and i was like is that you oh yeah like, no, it's obama <laughs> i was like yeah i know i know right right that's <laughs> hilarious <laughs> just like but why also why would you have <laughs> why would you have obama's bottom of his his face <laughs> yeah He's known for the top half of his yeah. face. Go with that if you're going to do anything. Yeah, wear a full face mask. Yeah, if you're going to do anything to honor 44, yeah. go with the top half. Jeez. Um, yeah, it is like the like I would see that my son, you know, like with little kids, like there's a lot of like those. And it was like, I can't, you know, I can't, my brain couldn't keep up fast enough with what it was seeing and what was happening. It's like those eyes that make it look like you're awake. You know, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. 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 <laughs> what movie was that? Was it uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where the, she painted eyeballs on her? Yes. Eyes yeah, yeah. Like is it in class, like with his eyes closed, <laughs> trips me out. Or in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the girl has "Love You" written on her eyelashes to Harrison Ford, right. Doctor Jones. Uh, Sweet Doctor Jones. S- smooth move, man. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, uh, like that. It's like that uh, police song, um, <laughs> where the girl's trying to hook up with her teacher or whatever. Wait, you what know? song is that? No, oh, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of the weeds a little bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let us know. Come on. Work well, it out. Uh, Work it out. Yeah. Don't stand so close to me. Oh, yeah. 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 It sounds like two separate oh, songs. Oh, is that what that's about? It's part of that song. I don't know if it's the whole song, but it is a scenario he he paints to where. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, don't but stand I, so. I don't know if it's inspired by Raiders of the Lost Ark. It might be. Um, unclear on that. You know, we'd have to get Sting on the podcast to know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll text but, um, him. I, th- I think it's the book by Nabokov or whatever, right? The, uh... <laughs> Lolita? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. So um, there's, I don't know how many people know, but you had that crazy injury. During second season of the, was it second season of the show? Yeah. Yeah. Where you fucking blew up, it was a blew up your bicep, right? I, I snapped it. That's right. Yeah. God yeah. damn, dude. And then like, I watched this watch along where you were guys were kind of breaking down when it happened, when it, you were dealing with it. And, oh, right. And it was like this crazy, you had to shoot an episode that you're heavy in, like you're in a ton. 
How did you, so tell us how you initially, how you injured it and then, and then what went into, um, sure. So, uh, I was, um, at, at Triton at my gym here and I was, uh, boxing before I had to work. Like I got the call sheet. I'm like, Oh, I'm not in until like three or something. Great. I got one scene. And the scene was me and huge. And, uh, so I went and, um, there's like sparring days there, right? You know, some days it's this and this. And I went and there was a sparring day and it's all controlled and it's great. And everyone's awesome there and nobody's fault but mine. Um, But I went in and I was with uh, John Marsh, who's amazing boxer and mixed martial artist. You know, he owns the gym, he teaches, he's awesome. And uh, uh, so when I'm uh, boxing with him, it's great because he's so good that I can kind of let loose and throw and, and know that, you know, and I know that he's not going to take my head off if I catch him or whatever, you know, it's just, it's super fun and loose. And, uh, anyways, long story longer, uh, I threw a big <laughs> looping wild, wild hook and he sort of, um, uh, uh, America can't see this at home, but you know, you sort of put your, your, your hand up to your head to sort of, you know, like yeah, cover you like, your head. You like answer the phone basically. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your elbow's sticking out. And if you throw a shitty looping hook, that elbow can catch your arm. Right. So the inside of my elbow, like on the bicep part, wow, caught his elbow perfectly ping. And as soon as I did it, I knew right away because I'd done my other one in hockey. That's another story. So I'm, wow. I'm also susceptible to it. Cause I got like banjo strings for tendons here. Right. But big, big hook ping. And I was like, fuck. Oh, fuck. And he's like, what, what? And I'm like, oh man, I snapped my tendon in my bicep. And he's like, right. And I'm like, I, I'm positive. Right. So kind of ice it. I'm getting my stuff together. I'm like, what am I going to do? I, I got to go to work. Right. I'm going to go shoot. So I zip over to, uh, 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 uh Dr. Paul's, which is a, a, a clinic down the street. And, uh, John knows him and I go in and I'm like, look, I did this, I think whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. And I'm like, well, I definitely did, but okay, whatever gives me some painkillers and kind of says, you know, like go see a specialist. And, and, uh, so I went to set first, I mm-hmm. called, called the first AD and I called Lem, um, Steve Lemmy and Kevin Heffernan, the, the two writer producer uh, guys. And, uh, and I said, listen, as soon as I get there, I got to see you guys, um, you know, in the office, I just got to let you know what's up. And I got there and I said, listen, I snapped the tendon of my bicep. I'm, I'm totally fucked. I'll have to get surgery to repair it. I don't know when, don't fire me. I don't know what the fuck's going on right yeah, now. They're shooting yeah. that day. But I didn't tell them that I was boxing because I was I was nervous, right? Because you're not right. supposed to do that sort of stuff. So I just said I was lifting weights and which you can do it doing that too, I guess, if you're a power lifter or whatever. It, it can sure. happen. Yeah. A um, power lifter that catches elbows randomly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. A power lifter uh, that's sparring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 A power lifter. Yeah. That's a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I said, okay, okay. And then we shot a scene. Uh, me and Huge, and it's the one uh, where we're sort of discussing, you know, how I'm going to be his wingman at the uh, at the yeah. It's a great ball. episode, right? And I'm and I'm sitting at the on, on the table, like like this, and you can see my arm kind of spasming and just like because right. your your bicep literally goes into a ball and and goes up your arm into your shoulder, right? Because yeah. the resistance is gone, it snaps. So you're so the, the muscle travels up because that's the, where the resistance is up on your shoulder. So it hurts. It's not crazy, but it does. It hurts, and it's super gross because you can just feel it. It's so wrong. It's and you more can that see that you're, it, and you yeah, can actually it, see it. It's slowly becoming. Oh, there's nothing there, and the body's going up. <laughs> um, so that was uh, gnarly. And then, um, then we had a little 
bit of a high. What was it? There was like a four day weekend, or there was something in there. It was, was a four day weekend. Yeah, yeah. Day, and then I happened to get this awesome surgeon who could do it. Um, like I left there and went straight uh, to him. Uh, no, the next day, and we're trying to work out schedules, and he's like, "Look," and I said, "I'm shooting all this time," and he's like, "Well, I'm super busy. I can't wait." And he pops his head back in the room and he says, uh, okay, did you eat anything today? And I was like, oh, fuck yes. And I had, I needed a ton, but I'm like, nope, nope. Cause I know that's the question they're gonna ask before they put you under for surgery. And he's like, okay, we can do it tonight. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's great. So. Uh, <laughs> Nothing like being so, excited that they can give you surgery the same day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Amazing. Like, fuck the lotto. <laughs> Good news, everybody. Guess who's getting major surgery tonight? I'll be high as a kite for two weeks. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I did it. They repaired it. I came out. And then, um, and then you know, you're in uh, somewhat of a cast, right? Um, and we had to write that into the episode almost retroactively. It was kind of weird, right? So we had to like, I was in a sling. Um uh, and then we wrote it into the episode uh, as if I put myself in a sling, uh, a fake sling, uh, to make myself look weak, so that Andy, <laughs> you just character, would look strong when we go right. to the, go to the dance. And then it backfires, and I get all the attention because the girls are like, "Oh my god, what happened to your arm?" Right? That's kind of the joke that that we uh, that we came up with. But um, uh, and then after that, I was in um, a brace that uh, has a, a dial on it, so you can go from forty five up to up to 90s and um, I was in that and I would hide that under uh, sweaters or the turnout fireman's coats or, or whatever. But he, he also still had to f- drive the truck with yeah. it. Yeah. Jesus. Because, you yeah, know, it was, it was crazy. And the, the haunted house episode uh, that we did and I, I had it in there and that was a late night, like right through the night. Yeah. It was bonkers. You had it in the haunted house one? Yes. Yeah. Wow, and here's shit. the thing. My, my, uh, dial on because you're not supposed to really be running around doing stuff with these braces right so the dial was set to 45 and it just slipped out like it was just out <sighs> so it was going lower and lower and i'm you know you're so busy and you're sweating yeah. and i'm on drugs and i'm like all this and i'm like i didn't know what i'm like fuck it's in. and i'm looking i'm like why is it like it's way down there and i get back to my trailer and take it off and i realize oh the clip is just clipped off right because i'm right you know, like I had a, a fight thing with that guy and punching him or falling, you know, like carrying around the things. It was like, you know, I just didn't want to be there. I did. I felt so bad and I didn't want to, I was so happy to be able to still work. You know, I, yeah. I, I definitely pushed it too hard. So it basically I, I'm, uh, I didn't do myself any favors. And as soon as we wrapped, I had to go back under the knife and they fixed uh, the upper part of my uh, bicep, which was ruptured again from all that. And then they cleaned my shoulder um, uh and then I was back in a sling and then I didn't wait long enough for that. And I was carrying oh, groceries around. I fucked it up. My bicep <laughs> slipped down oh. and I went back again for another surgery. So, so that was three, the, three surgeries within the last year yeah. on the same arm. Yeah. And Different two, parts. you could argue were all, well, all of them were my fault, I guess. But, but the, <laughs> the, the, the last one for not waiting enough, long enough to let it recover really was a good fault. lesson because I felt fine and I was in a sling, but like sort of carrying grocery bags like this and stuff. So I'm sure, like, sure. and, and I started like to look at T-Rex, T-Rex style. Yeah. Right. <laughs> My little, okay. um, uh, and I had to go back for a full thing for that. And that was really 
tough. And when, men, when was that? And everything else. When was that? When was the last one? Oh, was that April? It was during quarantine, right? Yes. Yeah. Two of them were. Yeah. So yeah, and it would have been. And then a month later, when I was in rehab, and even the rehab guy was like, "Oh," and I said, "Well, that's going to go back, right?" And he's like, mm, "No." <laughs> it kind of slipped. But when it's when it just when it uh, gets disattached from the top. You look like you just have a huge bicep because it, it just oh, falls down here. Oh, and that's what you here, wanted. Right? Yeah. It's a big bubble. So I'm like, do so the want- other one. Uh, <laughs> he actually said, though, the doctor actually said, no shit. He's like, <laughs> bodybuilder guys in like the 80s and 90s would ask to get this clipped off. The wow. top one. The top? Right? And that's when you see that big base bulk because wow. up along this attachment of how high, if it, if it, you know, you only lose yeah. like, five or whatever, five to eight percent strength or whatever, but it look it just looks crazy. It's just like a blob, you know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. sits so low and you're like, good lord. But um <laughs> but uh you know I'm like obviously he's like, yeah, you should medically get it fixed if you can. It's not like you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it looks awesome. But <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> but also that was a product of not following the exact order. That's sort of for the last one, my physio everything, he's like, you could probably I'm like if it's a problem, I'm not going to do it. You have to tell me I can 100% yes. do it because I don't want to fuck this up again. Yeah, I don't yeah. blame you. There's nothing as frustrating as almost being there and being recovered and then having to go back and do it again because you were It's an maddening. Asshole, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Same surgeon that did the initial surgery. Did you stick with him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. And they so were where are you now? Are you full back to the full... Yeah, I feel like now I'm I'm probably like 90, 85% or something like that. Um, it's mostly my shoulder because they did my rotator cuff, which I should have done. And that was kind of a bonus. He's like, if I'm going in there, um, yeah. you know, just from you all the like MRIs. clean up everything, yeah. Well, he's like, your your rotator cuff is a mess. Like, I'm right. surprised you can. And that was like. It and that's from dis- hockey though, right? Yeah, it was dislocated and, and uh, it, it was a little crunchy and kind of crappy and a long time well not a long time ago but um you know yeah uh, over 10 years ago for sure i almost got shoulder surgery maybe it was longer than 10 years because it was would be pins and stuff right and that's a total different thing you can't not full range of uh, motion lifting it up and stuff right and there was a, a wrestler guy that i knew who was like don't do it it's archaic no one's doing it just do physio get it as good as you can and just wait and it was great advice because i know guys uh uh, you know, that played hockey and did whatever, like guys that have that and your movement is so limited. And as you get yeah, older, the tin man got shittier, it. Right. Oh, yeah. Tin man got it. <laughs> tin man got it. Never got a heart, but he <laughs> yeah, got, but he got yeah. that down to his he shoulders. He got that thing. He's got to get an oil can. He, if God forbid he's out chopping wood without his oil can, he's fucked. <laughs> right. man. Yeah. And you can see it. Hey, you know, what's that, uh, when you look at the x-ray, I actually have them, uh, because what they do is they take the tendon when they repair your bicep at the bottom and they pull it down and they drill holes through your uh, tibula here, right? In your, in your forearm. Jesus. And, they, and they pull the tendon through there and they put a cuff link on the bottom of it so that wow. it doesn't pull back out, right? And your initials are on the cuff link. And that's what, <laughs> but one of them, that had to be uh, redone too, because one of them is just in there somewhere. He's like, yeah, so... I lost one of them, but you can see it it's just over to the side. I'm like, mm, so that's fine, I guess. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's not a. You have a, just a dangling cufflink in there, right? Yeah. So the longest thing there is you can only 
open your arm, uh, you know, so far because it's so much shorter. And right. you feel like, I will never lengthen it again. It just feels impossible. So that's what takes all the time is, get, is stretching it to-, to uh, Getting that range of motion back. Yeah. But he also Jesus. said, once, once you do it and get it repaired, you'll never do it again because it won't peel off the bone. It's, it's through your bone, right? Oof. Your bone will break before because tendons are, are, are strong, but they'll, but they'll rip off a bone. So. Oof. God yeah. damn. That's brutal. I it's know. an gnarly, weird injury. It is scary. I mean, this, this stuff becomes more uh, prevalent as we all age, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like you had some kind of, like, a, uh, I don't know, you know, biomechanical thing with your the way that your arms are set up, though, especially tearing that yeah. one so early. But even but all of us, man, it's just like that kind of injury, you know, like tearing a pec, tearing an Achilles heel, you know, yeah. bicep, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely, man. And you can feel it get closer now too, right? I mean, you get smarter as you get older too or whatever, but but training and stuff too, you can feel you're like, whoops, oh, that was close. You know, before you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah. yeah. I had like like a couple years ago, oh, maybe it feels, I mean, my time's all fucked up now. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it was was a year and a half, but it feels like seven years. I don't know. But um, I did like, (laughs) I did like a little micro tear high on my pec. um, And like, I stopped and it was fine. I didn't have to do it. There was, it wasn't enough, but I was like, man, that was close to fucking tearing the pec, you know? Right. So now I've just scaled back. I just don't even go. And I wasn't like I was going heavy anyway. I was I'd kind of adjusted into more middle-aged lifting anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was a little close for comfort. I was like, shit, we're scaling it back even further because I don't want that thing to go, you know? Yeah. 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 What were you doing? What were you doing when like that doing happened? Bench. I was just doing bench. Nothing heavy, you know, like maybe 225 or something, you know? That was like- Oh, yeah, at, that's nothing heavy, so. But yeah, I mean, yeah, at I that time, it. that was as heavy as I was going. Like, sure. that was right. like my, you know- Heavy, 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 and I, 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 I haven't been able to because I haven't been in a gym, but I haven't gone that heavy in a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's, it's funny fun. that that uh, pec tear thing is one I hear probably the most, you know, from people that ask me about my arm or or, or whatever. And as soon as they, oh, I, I snapped my bicep or or you know tore my uh, distal bicep, they go, oh, you know what? It's uh, my body, or I actually tore my pec or whatever. So that, but that's funny because that one I hear more than uh how does that repair happen how do you how do you fix the tear of you just rest on it or do you know that you have to get it fixed like if it tears enough it's one of those ones that won't heal on its own it's like a bicep tendon i mean once it's once it's torn or even a partial tear in a bicep won't fix itself it's just like you can either just exist with it partially torn or you get it repaired yeah both of them are are a wonderfully gross google so Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Just but, like that. Yours looks great. Like I can't even see anything cosmetically different about it. Did it change at all, Gabe, when you got it fixed? Or, um, uh, yeah, it took a bit just just to get it get it back. I feel like uh, it's funny. The uh, the scars are, are are minimal, like the the invasive uh, scars to repair them. But the one that I got, I mean, I did this one playing hockey. I did my my left snap my left one playing hockey, and that was. Uh, years ago, uh, where they actually go in, uh, through yeah, I was going to ask, is the repair different? Was like the, yeah. the surgery yeah. different? Yeah. So they go through ago, the top, yeah. top and the bottom. Right. Uh, and they just need more space to look at it and open it up or whatever. And then, uh, on this one, they only went through the top and because they uh, have like the little camera situation. Yeah. 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 Arthroscopic. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, also, uh, you know, both doctors were, were amazing, but, you know, the one who did it here in uh, California is uh, a really high-level sports guy who does Dodgers and what all that sort of stuff. So I, yeah. I feel like maybe the technology, too. But, but what both of them said, too, is that, you know, even 10, 15 years ago, he's like, we don't even repair these. He's like, we go, wow, you're a gimpy dude. Like, that's, you know, <laughs> right? And, and it yeah. really is like the, the uh, uh, technology wasn't there or whatever. Um, to make it worthwhile. Um, and, uh, um, you just sort of live with it. Right. And you, you know, you would see guys, you go, Oh, his arm looks a little weird. Cause it's not like you can't perform functions, but as a tradesman, this is the interesting thing. Um, it's really, uh, tough and it sucks because if you screw in a screwdriver or open a door handle or something like that, that's the movement you can't do when it's, when it's, uh, detached, you could yeah. still like pick things up and kind of do things. You're like, Oh Yeah. But that pronation uh, yeah. movement, you can't do it. So you realize you're like, oh, that's what my bicep does. It really controls this oh, more than no this wonder. even. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. there was like a, a good month there that I was like, Gabe, come into my room. And you're like, I can't. I'm like, you asshole, why not? <laughs> and it's because you couldn't turn. I'm sitting right here. Yeah, come I'm in, like, yeah, just please. come in. You're like, no. I'm yeah, like, I can't. Huh. And, I did, and I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag. What really yeah. happened to me? Um, we tried to do all of these... Um, these uh, these um a panic room things together me and gabe and uh you know you couldn't do any of them <laughs> i couldn't i mean i could advise i could <laughs> advise um, you know what when i did my when i did my uh my uh, left arm in hockey i mean this fucking piece of shit guy just uh cross-checked me as i was pulling up um and uh and i went into the uh dressing room this is before i i, I had any experience with it right and i was like ah fuck it really hurts I took off my elbow pad and I was like, Ooh, it looked like my biceps kind of moving. And I'm putting ice on it. Um, uh, still drank at the time. So I'm slamming Coors Lights and going, oh, I don't know. I guess I fucking, whatever. <laughs> and a guy came in. Uh, he's like, Hey, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm uh, and he's like, Woof, you snapped your tendon in your bicep. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. And he's like, no, you did for sure. And I'm like, ah, well, I don't know. He's like, no, no, I did both of them before. And I was like, what? So he told me he was, uh, you know, the, uh, trapeze, but it's like bungee kind of trapeze, Things yeah. that they will give you. I don't know where he was in, in Mexico or Costa Rica or somewhere oh, God. with his family. And they set his the tension on his safety thing uh, too low, I guess, or, or, or whatever, right? Uh. So he jumps and grabs grabs the thing and goes ping and snaps both of them oh, my in God. the manner you can imagine. And I was like, fuck. And he got it repaired early right so his scar was just like gross and he's like look and his arm is on. i'm like ah <laughs> like, I'm oh like, jeez. so it wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough that that you know it, it, they'd come a long way in how, how you know knowing how to perform the surgery a little better but yeah um but also that poor dude was in a both arms in a cast for, a while, for <laughs> oh, long god. Like, thank god i'm married or i'm like yeah man that's um <laughs> what's uh what What's your recovery been like, though, as far as um, your, like, you know, physical therapy and stuff? Because you probably aren't going in to get your physical therapy done, so you're going to have to basically do it at home, or? Well, I was, actually, and... Um, I guess that's a one-on-one -on -one thing, so for it's For better fine. or for worse, yeah. I mean, they never closed, man. They were they were yeah. deemed essential the whole time, right? And I was, was here in the, in, the, in the South Bay in, um, uh, in Manhattan Beach, and uh, they were great. Guys, I uh, wish I could remember the guy's name because he's great. I'm not going there anymore, but um, they just spaced it out and timed it out, right? So sure. 
it was before, you know, I was in there for something else and, you know, the room was full and there's guys doing the thing over here or whatever, but you know, you'd go in, it's timed out. So it's very specific. And mm-hmm. there's maybe two other people in there and you're spaced and masks and all, you know, and all the temperature checks and all that sort of stuff. So I was able to get full, uh, full therapy for it, which was, which was great because and it's then really training. tricky to know, like it doesn't hurt at a certain point, but you can fuck it up. Right. It's so it's yeah. like on your own, it's really tricky to, I mean, that's how yeah. I ruptured it again, right? Like, I, I felt totally fine. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could pick anything up and do whatever. And he's like, eh, don't, you know. And then I ruptured yeah. it, man. It's yeah. like, so patience, right? Yo, Bell Babies. Stanger and Huge here. Hi. We, uh, we want to talk to you guys about um, maybe something that's interfering with your happiness. Something that could be preventing you from achieving your goals. I know personally for me, I had some issues with compulsive eating. I had made goals for myself to you know, improve my overall level of fitness and health. And I, you know, I couldn't get around the compulsive eating that I had and I needed to get a little extra help. And so I sought that extra help out. Um, I got some professional help. I talked about it on the show before and, uh, you know, maybe you have something similar in your life. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, health and fitness related, but uh, BetterHelp, uh, it's a sponsor for our show today, and they can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Yeah, they can connect in a safe and private online environment, um, so it's it's convenient for you, and you can start communicating in under forty eight hours, which is amazing. You know, sometimes something happens to you, or something happens in your life, a trauma or um, a depression or, or, or stress or anxiety that, uh, you know, all of a sudden um, you start to feel and it, it starts to weigh you down. And uh, knowing that this is a way to um, combat that is awesome. And uh, the fact that you can start communicating under 48 hours uh, is amazing. Now, this is not like a crisis line. Uh, it's not self-help. This is professional counseling uh, done securely online. So, uh, so know that that's, you know, your conversation, um, and your, uh, interaction is secure. Yeah. They, they're assessing your needs and they're committing themselves to facilitating a great therapeutic match. Um, they make it easy and, uh, it's free to change counselors if needed. You're not having to go to a, uh, in wait in a waiting room or see the doctor in person, it's all done over your computer in the convenience of your own home. So right. you don't have to like awkwardly sit in the waiting room. You don't have to size up the other people there. They're judging you. You're judging them. That's not healthy. You sit on your computer, get the help at home. And it's available for clients worldwide. Um, and it's um, you're able to find somebody that's particular to your problems or what you're going through. So, you know, you can get particular expertise online so you don't have to find a counselor that's like close to you or are located in your area. You can, you know, you can find just the person that's best for you. Right. So say you're looking for help with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, any of that stuff. You may not have that where you are, uh, help for those particular issues where you are, but if you use better help, um, you can get them anywhere. Right. So it's convenient, professional, affordable. And, uh, again, it's, it's, it's for you and it's confidential. So, um, so check it out. You know, uh, so many people have been using better help, um, that they recruit, uh, additional counselors, you know, in all 50 States. So, 
you know, look, look, look for them. Look for help. Yeah. Get yourself some help. Make yourself feel good. Uh, get to those goals. Don't let anything interfere with your happiness. Uh, we want you guys to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash dumbbells. Did you know that Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet? Did you know that, Stanger? I didn't know that. But it makes sense because when I think of Bombas, uh, I know that they've literally rethought every little detail about socks we wear, and they thought about how they can make them more comfortable. Yeah. You know, I wear them every single day. No joke. I wear, I wear them when I work out because I love the, um, the calf height ones, and they stay up. They somehow stay up, and they've got those little – it looks like almost like a fence that's going right around the arch of my foot that keeps that secure, and I love it. I love the way they feel. I love the fact that the socks themselves have the uh, technology that it keeps the sweat from going onto my, makes my feet not sweat all the way through my shoes when I'm working out. It's amazing. Plus, I'm not afraid because of the style that they are and how cool they look. I don't mind just having them on when I'm just like walking around. I use like my workout. You know, sometimes you have these workout socks that have the name of the brand all over them or whatever. And it's just like, you can't wear that under jeans where all of a sudden you see the emblem of the thing. And it's just like, are you working out right now? No, you're not. And you're still wearing them. These, I got these cool ass colors that I love. You know, some of them are mixed up. They look like I'm wearing the coolest socks, but they're also the most comfortable socks. And I could work out in them if I felt like it in the middle of the day. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm doing the no shows. Um, they're, they're so traditionally when you get a no show sock, it's, it's really the bottom of the barrel when it comes to, so they're not putting any effort or thought into their no shows. They're maybe just like cutting off cheap socks or something, but Bombas is putting the full strength of their design team behind their no-show socks. You're getting them cushioned. You're getting them with the structure that you like from Bombas. You're getting all kinds of different fun colors. You know, you, you go somewhere and you got to kick your shoes off at somebody's house. It's nice to have a little, you know, dazzle in your no-shows. Right. Because usually I would just have like these dingy white socks and people are like, Jesus, what have you been walking in a swamp all day with all right. the gross dinginess to your socks? And, but and that, but that, Bombas are thing. looking good. Yeah, but you know what? These socks do more than keep our feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community because for every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Their generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 40 million pairs of socks and counting you know, through their nationwide network of 3,000-plus giving partners. That's amazing. You know, and the the impact right now is more powerful than ever, um, especially uh, to those experience homelessness. Uh, these socks represent the dignity of uh, putting a, on some clean clothes. You know, uh, a small comfort that's especially important right now. And um, and Bombas is doing the right thing. It's it's a win win because the socks are legit great. Um, they're my favorite of socks that I would buy for myself normally. And knowing that they're doing this give back. For every pair you buy, somebody's getting one. It's a no-brainer for me. So yeah. give a pair when you buy a pair 
and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash dumbbells. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash dumbbells for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash dumbbells. I remember when I got my, I got a ACL reconstruction. I've had a few surgeries on my knees, but I got ACL reconstruction and it, it, it was tricky too, because they, um, this is like a whole thing where they, they did the middle third of my patella tendon as my graft. Um, and, uh, so you have to heal from that, you know, them pulling that, that part of your knee out. Right. Um, and they, they do other stuff now. Like they take pieces of hamstring, they do a cadaver sometimes depending on your age. You know, I was like right. kind of young enough. And my my joint size that it made the most sense then at least how they were doing things to do that patella tendon, but I got to a point where I was feeling pretty good, but I still had to be careful about putting weight on it because the doctor was telling me, look, you have these screws in your knee, uh, in your uh, femur and your tibia, and he yeah. said if they're if you're bouncing on the ground too much, the screws will back out, and then Oof. you'll have lax the joint the tendon will be lax again or the ligament rather will be lax again. So he said Jeez. you want to. You want to make sure that those like fuse into your bone the right way right. and stays nice and tight, and then you can start moving. So it's just Jeez. weird kind of balance of like feeling good, but then also yeah. making sure everything has enough time to kind of totally. You know. Like couldn't put any Loctite on those, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, right. that's yeah. Well, that's just it. And you know, you hear that with the ACL, MCL stuff a lot because uh, a lot of times it doesn't hurt when you when you do it no. right and then you yeah. really fuck it up right so they're like yeah. yeah i'm fine i'm fine it's gonna be i'm not saying like the recovery and surgery that's gonna be a um but does your patella track properly now after after that like it does pretty good like it's yeah i mean the patella is good i mean the knee is always like a little funky now like it's just it's just changed like even like my range of motion on it um that was yeah. the big battle for my physical therapy because i was still playing sports at the time was like they're if you want to get back to the same level of performance, they're like, you have to get your full range of motion back. Yeah. They said where guys and girls run into trouble is that they don't do the physical therapy to get that range back. So they're never quite hitting full extension or full flexion. And then yeah. you can't run as fast or use, you know, your muscle the way your leg is kind of designed to. Yeah. And so I got really close and probably for a time it was, but just because I have, you know, weird wear and tear from having that injury and things changing a little bit. Mm -hmm. I would say now, like I, I noticed some flexion and extension issues right. that I that I had with it, but I had a good run there to where it didn't it, like everything worked the way it should, and then just like slowly over time, and like I think just also from it being different, you know that that knee just kind of moves around, and then you lose a lot of the um um like the uh you know meniscus and yeah. that that kind of uh that cartilage pad in between. Yeah. They wanted to snip my meniscus right off that's something they do now too to, to have it track better wow, like wow. totally release it because my knees i mean playing hockey i keep sounding like i'm a pro hockey player or something but that just was my sport right i played yeah. you know um and it's so common like everybody especially older guys that played high level hockey every one of them their knees look like a fucking roadmap right right um but the uh it, it, it'll just pull like my my it doesn't track so when i my my patella just pulls to the side which kind of fucks everything up. And, but all the stuff with that, he's like, I'm like, well, should I do it? And they're always like, yeah, it could, you know, it could really have a big improvement. I'm could. like, what do you mean could? They're like, well, you know, yeah, it's very possible that it will. I'm like, well, I don't want it. Come on. Like, yeah, just yeah, tell yeah. me it's going to work and I'll do it. Yeah. But it's, 
it's so finicky, right? Those things are, or like cleaning it out, right? You know, I have buddies yeah. who are like, yeah, I just got it. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe I'll just go easy and not run on pavement anymore or something. I don't want another surgery. Well, my, yeah. mine, I had something going on with it. They couldn't figure out what. And so they did an exploratory surgery with the potential that they would clean up some displaced cartilage. So mm-hmm. for people that don't know, like you can say you need your, your knee arthroscopically, uh, you need it scoped to kind of clear up some displaced cartilage or, you know, what can happen is as your, you know, as your femur and your tibia grind against each other, you have a thin layer of cartilage between the two, which is like the padding and that's the meniscus and shit can happen to where like a little flap of cartilage will break off and then that'll kind of run amok and hit nerves and get caught you know, in between your kneecap when you're trying to bend or track and then cause pain and clicking and weird sensation. So what they can do is they can go in arthroscopically and just remove that, that, that piece that's causing the problem. And you can still retain a lot of your, a lot of your cartilage. Yeah. And they kind of make a judgment call like, well, how much, how much is it? And how much are we taking out? And how much uh, will you be able to go bone on bone? And mm-hmm. bone on bone was where you don't have any cartilage there. The two bones are hitting each other and it causes swelling and kind of long-term wear and tear. There's only yeah. so long you can do that. And, and they don't know so until they get in that. there, right? Like they that's the thing too. They're like, until they actually open it up. They're yeah. great. Imaging is so good nowadays too. But until they actually, like with my shoulder, when he cleaned it up, I have awesome, because uh, uh, when they're in there, they literally film it, right? Yeah. So I have like yeah. this, like, it's so cool. I have the images and all that stuff too. And it's like, uh, what are they called? Stalactites and stalagmites, you know, that hang on yeah. caves, like just like, and it's all spurs and shit and whatever. And he literally is like, and just cuts Clean them all out and it, it looks out, yeah. smooth and nice and it kills for a while. But then you're like, Hey, I got all this stuff. Yeah. But they're like, yeah. and he's like, if it's a full repair, then it's longer and all this stuff. But with the knee too, I, again, he's like, well, well, let's open it up and take a look. I'm like, I don't like the open it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's not a car. I, I got my knee cleaned out. Like, right. Uh, when was that? Right when we started this podcast, kind of yeah, like right around when ago. Quincy was growing. Yeah, three mm. four years ago, I did it, and um, and yeah, I mean, I I I definitely felt way better after mm-hmm. that. Um, after they cleaned it out, but man, now I mean, now anytime I'm still kind of stretching and all that stuff, you can st- tell that it's you know, even when it's fully straight, it's like, that ain't straight, bro. Right. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. that's close. It's close. Yeah. It could be a God, it could be a godsend for people. I mean, it can be a total game changer. Yeah. You just got to yeah. know. I mean, so mine, they couldn't figure out what was going on. They went in then and cleaned it up. This was after, after I'd gotten the ACL years after the ACL and then another scope. So they went in there and the guy was like, I still couldn't figure it out, but I cleaned a lot of it up. But he's like, you don't have much cartilage now. And I was like, all right, well, (laughs) maybe we should have discussed, you know, how much, because it wasn't like I was in horrible, you know, there's sometimes where, you know, where it's just like, look, I, that's where you were at Eugene. Like my shit is locking. Like I fucking can't get, you got to fix this. And then yeah. there's other times where it's a little something or other, and you yeah. may want to get your full. But that doctor now is just like, by the way, I left $5 in your account. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know but it's you. Funny, it's funny you say that because it really is, through that meeting and you're joking around and talking to the doctor or whatever, it really is how he lays it out and his flippant words or his thing or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, like flip a few words around. I'm doing, I'm getting surgery, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're like, you're putting so much you know, you're relying so much on, on how they spin it. And yeah, that's where you realize like some people, you know, and there's guys, athletes that I know and stuff too, are like, don't do it. Don't, you know, who's doing the surgery? Who's, and I'm like, oh, right. Guys that, you know, are, are, are professional athletes or what, you know, it's because it depends. 
you know, if he would have went, yeah, you'll feel you you'll feel better. You know, you you get it. It'll be definitely like or whatever. Him knowing still what he knows, but just the way he frames the conversation is is how you would make a call whether you're going to go under the knife and get surgery or not. Right? Yeah, because it's not like yeah. life or death stuff. It's just like, but but know, still, whatever. I mean, there's still something that happens, and then it's only going to happen. To you. I mean, it's it's that weird, like where I went to get my needs done, my knee done was is like a doctor that is here in California, and you know he's you see all of these pictures and stuff and he's done a bunch of soccer players. And that's like how, you know, like that's the, that's the knee injury city. Which is great. There's, yeah. Absolutely. You know, hockey players, football players and soccer players up on the walls and everybody has their, and totally. you see all this stuff and you do the research of the doctor and you see that yeah. he's worked on major athletes and the way that he just talks about it, where it's, it looks like he's just doing a filling, you know, yeah, yeah. like yeah. a dentist yeah. and you're like, Oh, I guess, since he's so flippant about it, yeah. I'm just going to do it. Which yeah. I like and I also don't like. They're like, yeah, yes. I've done a million of these or whatever too. But again, this guy, like, I'm like, if he's doing pro baseball players, this is, you know, Tommy John's original. Like, the, he yeah. knows the arm, yes. the extremity, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not whether he's an arm specialist or whatever. That's an interesting thing about Canada and here too. I mean, unless you are a professional athlete or something and have something going on, you know, for you to shop around and find a surgeon that you like is a little trickier because of the uh, healthcare system. Do you know what I mean? Right, You're yeah. sort of where you are is they'll, they'll put you in and everybody's great. And it's not, you know, you can, you can say, hold on, hold on. I want to see this guy because yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not too sure about this. Right. You can see that guy, but you might wait for a while. Right. And you, you know, that guy's probably got a lot and there's a hierarchy of, 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 of a different sort. Do you know what I mean? That's w one thing about, uh, being here, I mean, if you are lucky enough to be lucky and have great insurance and have it be able to afford it, a lot's available to you, right? You, right. You know it's, what I yeah, mean? It's, like it's, it's one of those things with privatized medicine where you're like, oh, that is a good thing about it. The problem is, is it's just so exclusive, you know? It's just, yeah. That's it. It's, totally, man. People yeah. get left behind. So, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like for the yeah. people that have it, it's like, well, I'm kind of fine with keeping things how they are, you know, yeah. and people right. that don't. It's it's but, so but, tricky, man. Yeah. You'd you know? be scared if you were in Canada to like all of a sudden they're like, oh, here's your doctor. And it's like, like Miracle Max from like Princess Bride, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Billy right. Crystal coming out and going like, "Hang on a second, uh, yeah. you know." But that's the thing is is to be clear, you don't have to be treated by that person, right? Like you can't. Yes. And if it's like if you have cancer or if you or there's something, you know, you're going to see the best person and you are going to. But it's at a tier of like who is the most at risk? What's the most right. important? When you get into yeah. elective stuff is where it gets a little bit like, well, if you can afford it, you could go, you know, and sure, then really, sure. if you can really afford it, you could come here and, you know, if you're a, you know, a millionaire, you can go wherever you want and, and do whatever yeah, if you want. Yeah, you're fucking Martin Short. Right. You can get, sure. you know, you can get the 49ers surgeon to do your Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. Goddamn Martin Short. <laughs> if you get, if you get punched in, in New York. <laughs> didn't he, didn't, wasn't that him? Got, I hate that. No, story, who but, was it that got hit? Was it Martin Short? I think yeah, it was Martin yeah. Short. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, like the worst person. To I know for no weird, reason. Like, yeah, and the pictures the are so sad. Ever. Yeah, yeah. God, that was weird. Was it fucking Martin Short? I think. Wait, I think when so. was that? Or Rick like Moranis? Or it was Rick like Moranis. That. Oh wait, was oh, it Rick, Rick Moranis? Moranis. Oh, it was right. Yeah, but that's even better because Rick Moranis is even more egregious. Like poor no, yeah, Rick totally. Moranis. Yeah, yeah, probably the nicest guy. And I think he just yeah. decided to act again. He was going to do Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, stay down, Moranis. <laughs> <laughs>
You oh, broke man. my heart after, honey, I blew up the baby, dude. <laughs> Not going to happen, dude. I don't give a fuck. Oh, That's man. crazy. I, You know, you're talking about uh, surgeries and, and uh, all this shit. I, I had this interesting thing. The last bad, real bad injury I got that was sports related was I uh, got a sports hernia. Have you ever heard of those before? I've told Eugene about it. Gabe, you ever, you ever heard one of those before? I, I only know the hernia like in the bottom of your gut, I guess that like... Yeah, so out, so but. similar. This is like more almost in the groin, and it's like the abdomen abdominal wall starts to tear off the pelvis bone. And I brought it up because we were talking about like common hockey, common soccer. You brought it up right. because really, you wanted to be the grossest person I on did. the podcast. Like, I Google did. it now. Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <Right>. your balls, <laughs> um, but it's not even your ball. It's like more. It's it's there is abdominal wall involved in it, but um. And, uh, they, they would see it. Um, they see it in like hockey, soccer and football. A lot of those kind of stop and start sports because mm. you'll get a little micro tear and then it starts to tear more and more. And then eventually it won't ever heal. And so it was one of those things oh, too, fuck. cause you were talking about how they, uh, you know, years ago, they wouldn't even repair the bicep. Right. So this one, they didn't even know what was going on. Like they didn't have good enough imaging to see. And like you would see it and it would end a football player or hockey player's career. And they're like, we don't, you know, for some reason, this you get extreme pain. And uh, where's the pain it, based? It's like, like you feel it like in your low stomach, and then even like in your groin, like right in the crease, you know. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and so it fe- it's like it's a real strange injury, and there's only certain stuff you do that aggravate it, but you you effectively can't play the sport anymore. Mm. And so they finally figured out how to uh, see. They finally saw what was going on and figured out how to repair it. And I was lucky when I got it because the the surgeon that did mine, it was just they would have general surgeons do them, not orthopedics or anything. This guy, uh, th- he was the one that pioneered the surgery, so he did mine. They have to go in and attach a piece of mesh um, to your abdominal wall and pelvis bone, and then it kind of sorts itself out. But wow. people, will get, people, you can get it fixed now. But I think, do you remember the wrestler what, Goldberg? Does the mesh kind of keep it in? Is that what it is? It like no, kind no, of... it's not. It's not like your intestines poking through like the traditional hernia. Oh, it's okay. just that muscle. That muscle starts to separate, mm-hmm. um, and then off the bone, and then it doesn't. Shit just doesn't work like it should. But there was that wrestler Bill Goldberg sure. for like WCW. Uh-huh. He his football career ended because he had that injury. And wow. they just, they didn't know what it was just like you were done, you know? Yeah. And now they can do it. And it's not a horror. It's like a pretty simple, uh, you know, surgery that they can do. They can fix that stuff now. Wow. But it's a real, it used to be like this weird kind of mysterious career. How'd you ender. get it? How did, how did it it's happen just, for you? It's a wear and tear thing just like yeah. over time. So that's why they would see it in those stop and starts. Cause you know, you're just getting a little bit and a little bit and then just yeah. like more and more and more. Is that from yeah. not staying loose? Like from not uh, stretching enough and stuff? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure yeah. that was a factor. I mean, it was something that I was doing that, that was that was wrong that caused it initially. And then it just, you know, compounded over time. And when did you get that surgery done? That was like, that was the last, that was what knocked me out. I didn't play my senior year of football. And it was because of that one. I was like, I was done. Um, but so, yeah. So like back in, you know, 2003, 2000. So you have a piece of mesh in there still, right? Got a little piece of mesh in there. I'll show you guys after the show. No, we're good. (laughs) No, I get it. I'm showing you. It's right. It's right in that crease of your groin area. I don't need yeah. to see it. I don't need. You've to see seen it. it. You've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, dude. Um, yeah, it's it. Once it's in there, like your shit just your it just grows over it, and that's you know it just yeah. becomes a part of you. 
Yeah, just like that, just like that cufflink in uh, in Gabe's arm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got like a a pair of cufflinks from my grandfather. I'd like to get those put into my form. <laughs> Seriously, like, put in there. Yeah, yeah. just like preemptively. I mean, if I could. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my dad uh, uh, got in a car accident when he was really young. I think not even twenty yet or something, and uh, broke his back. And he was Oof. in traction traction for a long time. Wow. And everything and uh, like went through the front windscreen of a Ford Econoline van, you know, the ones that were flat. <laughs> oh shit. Him and him and his buddy. Um, but he has, uh, just two bolts, like screws and bolts. It's crazy. Like you were saying, uh, you know, with the, 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 the screw, it literally on the x-ray, he used to have it around. I don't know where it is now, but I used to look at it and just be like, that's amazing. Like it literally, it's like, Oh, there's a Phillips screw and a number nine, nut <laughs> yeah, on the, yeah. like two of them. You're like, that's what they did. You're like, yeah, it's, that's, fuck, it's that's, like that's, Frankenstein that's shit. Yeah. 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 When, when when you what like I, I I did the 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 made the mistake of 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 YouTubing and watching the surgery before I got it. Ugh. Oh my god! And even then they were like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that because when they pull that tendon down for for the thing, it's a major load. Like it's really really hard to pull it down and straighten it out, right? Yeah. And for the for the Tacoma one, because I because you know I waited. Usually you got to get it right away, so it atrophies and goes higher, and then it's a, the the doctor and stuff in this thing he's got like it just looks like vice grips or a pliers or something like that and he's leaning in and his buddy's got his shoulder he's got his foot up on the thing he's like <laughs> just pulling this thing down you're like good fucking god man you're like you're yanking it and the, the the guy's like out obviously right but he's like oh his body's just moving yeah. back and forth. It's just, but that's it's like so, sport fishing yeah so primitive right like you yeah. think it's it must be all like you know yeah scalpel okay very good but they're like reefing and pushing and fucking <laughs> Yeah, it's, holes. it's it's fucking wild. It's wild. Man. I looked at some of like the knee stuff and like they're using like saws and shit and just yes. like bucking yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> and uh those orthopedic surgeons, the guys and girls they have to be so strong. There was like a family friend of ours was one and he said that they, you know, cause I was talking to him about it and he said, orthopedic surgeons, they make the joke that they're strong as oxes, but dumb as them too, or something like that. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if it's uh, the guy who's being self-deprecating, but I yeah. mean, they're, they gotta be fucking strong and it is yeah. wild to see just somebody flopping around and like, that person is going yeah. to live after this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but to get that tension back that you need on that fucking bicep, I'd imagine. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Like, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fucking uh, you know, doing a biddle test for firefighting, right? How's <laughs> yeah. that for a segue? Right. Yeah, good right. segue. <laughs> so what do you do? So how have you been training, Gabe? Have you been doing like inside the house stuff? You've been riding bike, you've been Yeah, no, I've tried I'm kind of just maintaining, man. It's been um tough coming back for this season. Uh, the tail end, I was still sort of recovering uh, from my shoulder and my my last surgeries. So couldn't do a lot, um, you know, running, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and just trying to eat right and everything. Uh, you know, I did get the, got the scripts and uh, or I think Lemmy texted me, you know, it's mostly jokes and all these texts. And he's like, oh yeah, and you're stripping in episode one. And I'm like, ha ha ha. <sighs> I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, I really, I'm like, wait, are you serious? So I got my shirt off in the first episode. I'm like, you're fucking killing me here. Um, and uh, so it was just kind of maintaining. I, and I wasn't on a good schedule. You know, I wasn't, you know, I'm just trying to eat right and sort of do things right. But I wasn't, you know, it was like yeah, sure. COVID, quarantine. Yeah. I brought the kids to Canada because school's open. I'm back here. I'm doing, you know, 
And then uh, I was working, I was doing this Western show. I do Heartland in, in, in Alberta, in Canada. When I heard what our start date was and, and we're officially going and that I'm going to have my shirt off for the first episode. So I was there in a hotel doing that show, started training, you know, a little more you know, with what I could do in the hotel gym there and everything too. Although that was limited hours and you had to put your name on a list because there are going to be two people in there, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. And now, uh, you know, to be honest, probably like a lot of people, it's tough for me to get it up, man. It, it's hard for me to get the umph yeah. to get going and even the motivation. Some, yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. Mo- like even to do some fucking pushups or do some whatever. So I try to just do something every day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not pushing and, and, and doing as, even though I know that makes me feel great and I know I should be doing that. I just make sure that I'm doing a little kettlebell or I'm just doing a bit of abs or I go for a run. And even if it's a shitty light run or whatever, I, I feel like for me to just, maintain so that I am at a level where I can, I can, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, be in and out or, 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 or no, really for me, it's about, you know, looking the part when I'm on camera, that's, that's the, um, thing. So I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm doing, uh, that, uh, intermittent eating thing too, which, yeah. um, I think huge actually put, yeah. put me onto that, which is great, which, which is, easy for me to do now that I do it. And, and, um, you know, I think you guys probably talked about it. If people don't know, you only eat, you know, seven hours out of the day or, or right. whatever. And, um, whatever, however you want to shift your, your schedule. But I find that fine. And, um, and yeah, just, just maintaining and trying to, uh, trying to find motivation, man, you know? Yeah, it's tricky. You know, we, sh- we talked about this a little bit last time, but you know, so you see you and you're a super fit guy. And so people think like, oh, he looks great. Who cares? But then if you if you are cast in a show and it is, it's not just a, a normal guy. It's not just supposed to be like a, yeah. a normal trim guy taking his shirt off. Like part of the joke and part of your character is to be very fit. Yeah. yeah. So then you feel yeah. like a responsibility to well, you the know, writers and the, the show yeah. where you're like- Gabe I has gotta, all, yeah, he has all the creatine jokes. He has all of the, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. it's literally the whole- part of his persona is the dumb jock, but he has to be the jock part, you know? Right. So yeah. you want to deliver on that. So it all makes sense and is the funniest because you're like, this plays better if I'm really that. Sure. And it's so part of that's the job, right? I mean, yeah. 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 So then you feel that pressure and then now you throw on top of that, like, you know, all the, the quarantine stressors of not having access to equipment and then also just being stuck at home. I was, I had to shoot something and it was just like a, uh, uh, like a little sketch that I did like on a zoom. It was really weird. Like on a zoom Mm -hmm. that then was on TV, but like uh, I had to wear a suit for it. And like, I have a suit and I haven't, I feel like I haven't put on like a ton of weight, but even Mm -hmm. just like putting the suit on, I was like, man, I picked up a little bit that I didn't even, I feel like an astronaut that just is like in zero gravity, like just kind (laughs) of atrophying a little bit. Like, even if I'm maybe the same weight, like just stuff's fitting different because I'm like a piece of veal or something, you know, it's just like, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, you didn't even realize you're like, man, I've picked up a little bit just from not doing, you know, just from not having to be out in the world, you know, and your watermarks, your benchmarks are your sort of those those touchstones that you have or whatever are all funky because you're not going to the gym. You're not going here or there. Right. You're not even around people 
that are inspiring you to, or whatever, or training with them or, or doing whatever. So you just by yourself, you know, walking by the mirror and going, yeah, I guess that's, okay. I mean, yeah. I don't know. What, <laughs> I, as opposed yeah. to what? It's, it's great. And then I get to set and Eugene's arms are fucking twice as big. Marcus's are, are like tree trunks. And I'm like, hey, I'm the big guy. <laughs> I got surgery on both my arms. I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, it's Well, like, the crazy thing, I mean, the, the great thing about that aspect of Tacoma is that that's not in any of the the stuff that I do. So I can relax into just, right. you know, working <laughs> right. out. But, you know, also last season and, and season one, you know, and it, I talk about, we talked about it last time Gabe was on, but also I've talked about it in the past. Like we had a little room that we'd kind of go to yeah. that, you yeah. know, oh, to train, yeah, that we would train, you know, and yeah. maybe it'd end up, you know, Gabe's in there watching the Sopranos, but we, we'd still be able to <laughs> yeah. like, you know, move some weight around so that it's mm -hmm. like we had our own little room that wasn't our trailers. Yeah, get we didn't, a pump, keep it yeah. going. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. it was so nice. And, you know, obviously now because of the the way that um, the protocols are, we couldn't, we can't have that room. And that mm -hmm. room is actually bad because it's like anybody who comes in it or whatever, we'd be huffing and puffing in there at all. You know, obviously I'm not going to wear a mask while we're in that room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we really don't have it, you know? Yeah. Especially so. the big bad wolf, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's, well, there's always three little pigs that are fucking hanging out there. And one yeah. guy's like, hey, I can build you a better house. I'm like, out of hay, you're an asshole. And the other guy goes, sticks. And they keep saying the same shit. Brick guy's cocky as fuck, but he's got, you know, the heaviest material. Anyways, keeps happening every day. And then the wolf comes by nonstop. Is the nonstop. wolf a super spreader? Wolf is a super spreader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's huffing and puffing he's everywhere. Just everywhere, everywhere. And yeah. he's so cocky about it. No mask. Yeah. No mask. No mask. Yeah. Asymptomatic super spreader. <laughs> Fucking no masks. He's got his like make make wolves great again hat on. A true villain. A yeah. true villain. Calling it the scandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calling it the China virus. You know, because oh, no. he's from you know, because he's from Vancouver, the fucking wolf. <laughs> Asshole wolf. <laughs> Hey, Guys, he, did, he just has a different point of view, okay? But yeah, man, I mean, it's it, that's the thing. I, I feel like it's so hard to be motivated at home and whatever, but there has been a little, you know, it has been nice to be back at set on set and be with other people and be able to joke around again. It's it's been the savior. I feel bad for everybody who hasn't been able to do that. Yeah. And I know oh. a lot of people haven't. And, and to man. feel like you have a day, like have a day, like, oh, this is my day. Like I wake up, I go, I do something. And then I. Uh, I yeah, absolutely. For mental health, man. I mean, mental health is huge. It's, you know, huge. you don't have to get too far into that, but it is, man. And, you know, that's like, and training and, and exercising and stuff is, is so fucking good for that. It is yeah. like the, one of the best things for that. And when you when that's stripped of you, it's it's uh, it can get grim, man. You know, I think there's a lot of people that that is their solace, that is their, and whether it's all forms of it, whether it's you go to a spin class and there's all your friends there, or you do mm -hmm. yoga and it's your group, or you go to the gym, or you roll with people, or you hit pads, or you box, or you lift weight, or all that sort of stuff. I mean, I really feel like because the world is not conducive to that, unless those things are available. That's how we do it when we live in cities and this and that and whatever. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Like I try to get out and hike to Penga or do whatever. And even that was closed for a while, you know? And then, and it's also like, are you doing it on your own? Cause your good buddy Eugene won't go with you. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, yeah. that is way. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but you know, it is, it is, uh, 
it's it's important, man. And and going back to work was was just great. And you know, it, that, and that's even though we can't, you know, I have a bench and some stuff in my room, and I find that I train way more at work because I'll be like, oh, we got twenty minutes. I'm like, I'll go back and do what, like, just you know, just because it's there and there's a time and you're you're focused and you're you're in the zone already of yeah, you know, doing something. Otherwise, you just kind of go oh, maybe more netflix or whatever right? sure yeah, yeah sort of running that hamster wheel right well it's that weird thing too of like if you want something done give it to somebody that's busy you know like they'll do yeah, it that's good yeah, so sometimes right. like all the time in the world is like the the ultimate recipe for doing nothing you know because you're yeah. like you just think you'll get to it but just having a little yeah. bit of like a some urgency or a ticking clock will fucking force you to fit some totally. stuff in idle hands baby do the devil's work right yeah Fuck. Oh, also, uh, uh, going to going to set talking about trying to look fit and big and stuff. Then we had Stepe Miocic come on and do an episode. Oh yeah, who's who's the heavyweight champion of the fucking yeah. UFC? So yeah. standing beside him made me look great too. You know, for the yeah. <laughs> that guy made everybody look tiny. It's always weird to be by real athletes where you're just like, uh oh, yeah, amazing. I'm not the same. But man, we got to pick his brain, and it was like. Fucking I mean, sweetheart too. It's just a sweetheart, man. Gabe like, and I were it it seemed like we were like two kids, like high school kids who were like, hey, 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 you and know. He like, was into it though. I know. Yeah. We were super nerds. We were the we fucking were. ultimate fucking <laughs> MMA nerds on it. We like, tried yeah, to yeah. play it so cool, but yeah. <laughs> like the Chris Farley, uh the Chris Farley show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dumb, stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Miyoji. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. So like if you, uh, oh man. So like, oh man, like if you like, so if you like get punched by somebody, like how hard, how hard is it? And like, does it hurt? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was the God. most interesting thing you learned from him? Might be tough to quantify. I uh, well, know. I mean, I, I was really, I mean, it wasn't that I learned it. I was just impressed with his mindset of where he is mentally when he's doing weigh-ins when he's doing, you know, any of that stuff, like he, and he said it, you know, he's thinking of things that other people are not thinking about. He's not thinking about tearing somebody's head off. He's thinking of like, you know, Hey, you know, what am I going to eat on my way home? Or like, you know, yeah, is something my, about is my, my wife or, yeah, or, like, or is you know, my, is my pants or is my zipper down or something yeah. like that? You know? Yeah. At the way in, like the face off, he's like, Oh, do I have bad breath? Fuck. I didn't brush my teeth. Or we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a trip. Just how like how prosaic it's become for them to where they're just like it's their job, and they're just like you know, just yeah, yeah. You watch it, you think like, oh, you you he would have to be in this kind of like rabid dog state all the time, but that's yeah. not sustainable, and that's yeah. What good is that going to do for him to stay there for you know thirty six hours or something? Totally, and the and the preparation and the training, right? Like just putting in all the work. And then you're ready, right? It's not like I'm scared or I'm going to fight this guy. You know, I'm sure at, at a certain point, you know, you're nervous and scared or, or whatever, all those mental things. But really, just working, putting in all your work and you say, and now I'm ready. And then it just happens, right? It's so like him kind of talking in that, in, in the, in that sense, too, was really, really uh, um, interesting, too. And he wants to do it, you know? He wants to fight. Yeah. He's going to fight Naganu, who's just an absolute terror. And he's like, yeah, he wants it. This is when and this is... And talking to him about that, it was just a for me and you. We're just it's such a trip to hear him go. Yeah, I'm just not going to let him hit me. You know, I'm going to I'm going to gas him out. I'm going to do this and this, and this is the the game plan for that. And you know, 
you know, ah, when he hit me with that uppercut, we're like, and we're like, we're like, yep, I remember that, you know, and he's yeah. like, yeah, that, was, that hurt, but I'm going to do this. And I'm the, I'm the, and he is the greatest of all time. You know, there's no disputing it really. I mean, I guess you could dispute anything, but it's, it's just interesting, man. It's, it's um, like, and that's what you do. And he's still, you know, he's like a firefighter and all these other things in his life yeah. that are, that are, um, you know, happening. But um, uh, yeah, it's just the, the prep, just watching him and hearing him talk about getting ready to, to go and do this, this absolutely bonkers, amazing athletic feat is just where anything can happen, you know, and you're also like, you know, going to get smashed and you're going to smash someone and, and, and he loves it. And it's, um, it's, uh, it's a trip, man, because there's so many components to it. I mean, that's the other thing you could train and be as ready as possible. You could, know all your dialogue and everything and still step on stage and go, Oh fuck, I forgot. Or, you know, like yeah. anything it's, you know, or whatever. Right. It's, it's, um, it's amazing. It's yeah. I think about like on a, on a, a smaller scale, right. So not, not at the elite level that he is the nerves that I, that I've experienced playing sports in a team setting, let alone, mm-hmm on like this kind of global scale to where, you know, there's millions of people watching and it's literally just him and it's also dangerous. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking factors in there, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Where you're just like, shit, man, that's, you know, managing those nerves or, you know, getting yourself to a place to where you're able to perform with that is just kind of like your, your normal day to day. Yeah. That's fucking, I mean, it's impressive. And that is the thing of of doing it enough times to not be like, acting, performing or, or whatever, you know, once yeah. you get, you know, you're still nerves and there's things, but you know what to expect generally. And you know yes. what you're capable of and stuff. So there's a confidence and then you can use the nerves and the energy and stuff and go, that's, I'm excited though. I, I know what's right. So, you know, having been in that situation with, you know, someone, a really very badass person that wants to fucking tear your head off. Yeah. That's a whole other realm. But it, it it also is, you know, if you've been there a bunch of times, and we talked to him too about not having crowds there too, which is so weird, right? Oh yeah, shit. Because usually it's, and he's, he's like, yeah, usually it's deafening. You can't hear your coaches. You can't hear, you know, and a big shot or something happens and it's like, that's like Roman Coliseum shit. And that would fill you with, it's like being on stage, yeah. you get laughs, you get whatever. You're like, Whoa, I'm the fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and when you watch them, we've all watched them and you can hear punches like, you're like, hey, guard, guard, guard. And you can hear the coach perfectly and yeah, you can yeah. hear him and they're they're talking to each other and the, the shots. Yeah, so it's like an elevated sliding around. Yeah, an yeah. elevated sparring kind of thing, which is a whole other deal, right? You know, we asked him like, yeah. Do you, how's that too, right? I mean, um, and like he was saying, it's good, you know, on one hand, you can hear your coaches and hear exactly what they're saying, what they're yeah. doing, which is great because if you're someone who is like we have a plan my coach is going to tell me you can see what he and i get the feeling from stipe that he he listens to exactly what his coaches are telling like they're they're a team they're made up and he gets in there so he's listening to what they're saying you know left right this that you know all it was uh it was also really interesting too because i always think you know are you though or are you in there in a fight like you know you're in a fight and you're like somebody's yelling something you're like fuck shut up i'm trying not to die here i mean you, you know what i mean so right. is it like Rocky three or is it like, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He's getting mad. He's getting killed out there. No, no, no. He's getting mad. And then we didn't like Apollo and then didn't know. But then Rocky was in there saying like, you ain't so bad. 
you ain't so bad. Like he's just letting him, he's trading with Clubber Lang, you know? To, yeah. Yeah. To make himself totally. angry so that he can win. Um, you know, like so. he's the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You ain't so bad. <laughs> that shit's crazy. Good. I mean, Clubber Lang would have punched his head off, probably. Sure. I mean, from what right. they yeah. set up in that in the first half of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ain't so um, bad. Yeah. I'm going to bust you up. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. So good. That, that, that first movie is so good. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's, just, it's so good. I, you forget because there's so many goofy ones later and so many yeah. things and you start to forget. But I wa- I mean, within the past year or something, I think it was on or I scrolled by. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, holy shit, this is so good, man. And yeah. he's so good. It's and amazing. it's written well. And it's, it's like, yeah. it's it's that a great time too, too in the late seventies for movies it's, like that. I feel like sure it's that se- it's like the quintessential seventies to where his loss, his you know crushing defeat is the win. You know, right? It's right. like yeah, he yeah. actually loses in the end. It's like there's no way they would do that in any of the other ones. Yeah, totally. I mean that was like that was Stallone's big thing. He's like, Rock, you'll never lose again. You know, like from two, like in two he corrected it, and then from three right. on, it just ain't happening. But um, yeah, like the first one, you want to weep all the way through it. It's just so sad. You yeah, know? And, totally. Yeah. And those like, mini such triumphs a loser. too that make you want to cry. You're just, you know, the like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you can't help it. Like, <laughs> that whole scene, like when Mick, like Mick just wants to, like he, Mick is not interested in, in him at all. And then when he's got a chance that he could maybe, you know, get the fight, he wants to go train him. And then he goes to his house and, and Rocky keeps talking about his place stinking. What does my place stink? My place stink, huh? <laughs> Smashing up all the shit. What about my friend? Yeah. My place stink? They're like, oh, all right. A little self-conscious about his stinking, you know? Open a window, Rock. He just ad-libbed that, too. He didn't even write that part. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Maybe do a couple things with beyond the place stinking, you know? All right, I'll do it. Right. my place stink? Smells like shit in here? Okay, yeah, no, so we, we got the same got thing. Oh, okay, yeah. you know, we're just going to cut. Great, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we're going to use all of it because you didn't do anything else. Yeah. I wrote it. Oh, okay, yeah. no, that's true. All right. What, play, it smell like B.O. in here? I stink. <laughs> All right, we got it. Nice ad lib. So good. Um, dope. Hey, well, shit, your, man. Yeah. Yeah, thanks through, for coming, babe. dude. It's good to hang with you. Good to talk. I'm glad you're feeling good now and, and on the mend and healthy. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. I'm uh, so happy to be here. And uh, yeah, chat with you guys. It's always super fun. It just feels like we're just talking. We're not. Uh, yeah. Asking me dumb questions about stuff. Uh, let the good <laughs> let the good folks know where they can track you down. Uh, oh yeah, give us your social meds. Yeah, sure. They're all I, all of them are uh, at Hogan Film. At Hogan Film. Perfect. What's your favorite Hogan film? Uh, Suburban Nanny or. <laughs> or uh, yeah. Crocodile no Dundee. Bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crocodile oh, Dundee. Oh, yeah. yeah. A Paul you know, Hogan film. And, and when, when I was growing oh, up, I, I toggled between the two of them. Mostly I was like, uh, Hulk Hogan's my uncle. Because yeah. that was the, <laughs> the prime of sure. Hulk mania, right? When yeah. I was like in uh, elementary school. And then uh, Crocodile, Crocodile uh, Dundee was really big. And then I was like, oh, well, yeah, my uncle he had a good is, run uh, there for yeah. a while. Paul Hogan. That's not right? my uncle. That's is not Paul Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a yeah. huge one. Yeah. That, that first Crocodile Dundee is a while because you just remember all the fish out of water stuff of him in her hometown. 
But then yeah. she does she does go back to Australia with him, and there is like a like a little adventure they have there where you really get to see him, yeah, you know, doing what he's good at. Absolutely, there. man. I tell you one yeah. thing about those those films, uh, they don't hold up. Nope. <laughs> That's yeah. Give it a rewatch. You're like, holy shit. Especially just <laughs> dynamite fishing. <laughs> yeah. It's Alone. for washing your backside. <laughs> oh, Mick. Yes, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I just Crazy. remember there's a weird like thong scene where like the 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 female lead of the movie is like uh getting like changed like yes, that's off when or they're something. in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah when they're in Australia. Yeah. And then just like I, I just remember as a kid watching, like all of a sudden this woman's ass is out, and I was like, what the fuck's happening here? And <laughs> well, like that- Crocodile's watching her like Dundee's just watching her like, oh, I hope she continues to bite at that. I hope she doesn't get eaten by a croc. Yeah. Um, Before I can fuck her. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But a lot of those movies like that too. It's why we love them. We're so little. We're like, holy shit. Look at Yeah. 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 All those 80s movies, there was always boobs and kind of. Oh, yeah. Me and you were talking about this too. Where, you know, my kids were at the age, my son's. uh, when you start showing them, you're like movies, uh, better off dead or, or whatever, whatever these eighties movies are that you sure. think like, Oh, this is great. You know, and some of them you're like, Oh my God, it's, it's a horrible movie. But to a T every one of them has got like boobs and like some sort of like all of them, even though oh, it's for, to- for kids. Right. Or, or, or like, totally, heavy yeah, I mean, or, or outright racism too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Misogyny, like, oh God, racism. Fucking, yeah. Yeah sexual um, assault or it's just yeah. like a joke yeah yeah. Oh, but yeah all the action ones there's always in there's always uh the fucking nudie bar scene like they're no matter what you're like yeah. there's no way they can fit one in this movie and then <laughs> yeah. sure enough they're like yeah, totally. cut to inside one and like vanity's playing like yeah do you think i'm a nasty girl how's this in turner and hooch yeah. <laughs> it's in there <laughs> exactly it probably is it probably yeah. is fucking or, yeah. hooch is horny as hell dude. <laughs> yeah yeah hooch walks into a girl in the shower you know that's happening somehow and yeah. he grabs her towel and runs out and he goes, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hooch. You know they at least shot that so they could all be on set for it. Yeah. You know? Hooch, what do you mean you set up a camera and recorded her changing? Did you know that uh, uh, Porky's was the highest grossing Canadian film up until uh oh geez, not too long ago. I don't know. Some uh uh like, honestly, yeah. Oh wow. man. Uh maybe, yeah, what is maybe one? Crash Cronenberg's uh, one of Cronenberg's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a sort of a resurgence, but even scanners and stuff, nothing could touch Porky's for a long time. That was Canada's big, biggest export for film. Was Porky's. And you know what you know what I get here when I when I say that to people? They're like, that was Canadian? Huh. It's not like that yeah. it's a surprise that it was the biggest fucking grossing Canadian yeah. film. Like, wow. I, I love that movie. Yeah. I watched it, it a funny, lot. Man. Yeah. I'll never forget the uh box cover for it. Like the guys, it's right. literally like the guy committing sexual assault he's like peeping tom <laughs> in the exactly movies. it yeah yeah, yeah exactly shower room it. oh hilarity ensued <laughs> what a time um all right guys you were trying to say goodbye right, before i uh, yeah yeah said all that <laughs> no it's important to fit that in yeah we had to get that porky's reference yeah in. i had to get the porky's somehow and i'm like fuck it they're not gonna yeah. give me the opportunity i'm just gonna bring it up <laughs> at hogan at films. hogan films at hogan awesome Film. dude I'll All right, see, guys. Okay, film. Yeah, I'll, we'll see you uh, soon. I hope so. Soon, okay. soon. Yeah. All, All right, right hang in there, brother. Adios. All right, brother.
Bye. Bye. All right, dude. That was our buddy Gabe. I mean, he is um, probably the first to tell us. I didn't know that Porky's was a Canadian movie. Uh, he's not the first to tell us. Oh, really? It's come up three times before. <laughs> yeah, I think you were you were gone though. I might have been solo or at that. Like it's another... Canadian. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, three, oh, yeah, maybe four, maybe five times before. I'll be honest. We have talked about Porky's before because I feel like <laughs> that's just. I don't know why that comes up on this podcast, but it does. It's. I mean, probably because of me, and it's also a weird <laughs> anomaly of a movie. It is. You know? So yeah. strange. Yeah. Um. But you know, we've also talked about Revenge of the Nerds a lot on this too. So you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, so that was Gabe. He was a treat. He's awesome. Again, you can find him at, um, Hogan film on all, uh, social media. Um, and, uh, and, and in our, you know, you can also find him through us and through Tacoma FD as well. So, um, and find Tacoma him, FD, follow him. uh, coming to HBO season two, coming to HBO max or is it there now? No, a season two should be coming in February. I don't know the Great. exact date, but by the, you know. By mid-February, hopefully, you can watch the whole second season on there. It's on there. Um, it's a joy. I had a blast. We're having a blast shooting season three now. Um, but that, yeah, that was our buddy Gabe. Um, you know, our next uh, app, we're probably going to answer a few more questions or, you know, give you guys some shout-outs. So uh, don't be afraid to hit us up on all of our social media. That's at the dumbbells across all platforms. And if you want to reach us um, on um, email, you can do so by uh, emailing us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. So uh, on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the dumbbells and our wonderful guest today, Gabe Hogan, we'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean and live in between. That was a HeadGum Podcast.